Ist es das schön? This is a rational confidence, a conversation about sports, technology and entertainment. Mm, so nice and warm going down. Wow. Mm. You uh, mm-hmm. did you put your whiskey stones in it? No. <laughs> I do have whiskey stones. I got some too. I don't know where they are right now, but I happen to have them. There you go. And your are your whiskey uh stone whiskey sticks? What are those whiskey what were the whiskey sticks? Ugh, that was so disappointing. Yeah. I really wanted that to work. Yeah, why doesn't it work? I don't know. Stupid physics. Mm. But Chemistry. they were like all about it. And they had a Kickstarter, so it was had to be real. Oh, did it get funded? Yeah, it got funded. Uh, was it called Whiskey Sticks? Uh, I forget what it was called. Elements. Whiskey Elements. Whiskey Elements. I thought you funded that. I I dropped out of it. Oh, as it were. As it were. There it is. Whiskey successfully funded. Oh, they made almost... Two. <coughs> they made almost $200,000. Jeez. Good for them, I guess. I guess. Cheesy crazy. That's a lot of money. Hmm. <laughs> so with the uh the podcast and, and the like and oh the, and the such i guess we should do like a show well is this I mean, the show you, you say that a lot i do all right i guess we should have like an actual like start to the show uh so we have we have quite a docket governor yeah we do lots of stuff on the <laughs> On the agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff happened in this past week. When did uh, we, or I guess it was been has it been two weeks? A week something and a like half, that. Week and a half, maybe. I I could tell you. Um, that's all right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I haven't said a word. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it's yeah. It's been 13 days. Okay, so it is high time. High time. High time for an, another time. another episode. Past high time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's uh what's first up? Let's let's uh, uh, let's do the rundown. Well, you know my favorite thing to do is is give updates on stupid problems that only I have. You know this. I swear to God, if this is about Guardians of the Galaxy, so Guardians of the Galaxy is still not working <laughs> for me. But I got an email. It from, came out on DVD a week and a half ago. How is it not working I'm, for you? I'm still holding out. I'm holding out because I got a oh I got an God. email from on December sixth, three days after we recorded. I got an email from James, a senior advisor with the iTunes store. And he was telling you there's still a chance. In which, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> James told me that, quote, Apple is currently working toward a resolution for the issue you have reported. You will receive an email after the matter has been investigated and further information is available. And in the last uh, 10 days, I've heard nothing back from James. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a disaster. I can't, I can't imagine why it's not at the top of his uh, inbox or like on, on his, his desk. Yeah. It's on his action item list. Yeah, and his uh, <laughs> on his desk held down by an original iPod paperweight. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I have at least so far put my faith in James. <laughs> I love how you're sticking to you know you're you're sticking to your guns and you're and you're upholding your your ideals of uh, living in a digital world and you're saying you know what. I know it, it came out on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital copy, you know, a week ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to stay firm in my ideals, and I'm not going to go get it. Not only that, I had a gift card to Target where I could have gotten it, <laughs> but instead of that, instead of doing that, uh, my daughter and I got some Star Wars Legos. Again, so, again, just a testament to uh, a testament to, to my, your resolve, my and, resolve, uh, and my faith in James. There you go. James will will. Deliver. deliver. For me. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Uh, good. So there's your uh, weekly Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. update. I look forward to next week when we still haven't heard back from James. Yes. And um, the situation with the uh, stoplight buttons in iTunes remains unchanged. Excellent. Yes. As as it were. As, as it you, were. As it were. As so it was. no update there. It's so shall unchanged. It be. Status unchanged. Status unchanged. Um, we also had a minor iOS update. Um, so that is a safe update? It is a safe update. Believe okay. it or not, um, it's, you, la- you laugh about it, but I mean that that w- that one update was uh, 
was was uh, pretty bad. It was a disaster. Okay, um, so you will forgive me if I don't send you uh, a tweet every time I get a little badge icon on the settings scene. Settings oh no, app. I totally understand. You've been burned. Mm. I was I was not burned. You were oh. I was burned through you. you it was were, like <laughs> you were burned was, by proxy. It was second degree burns. <laughs> literally second degree literally second uh, degree burns and i don't want to be burned like that again i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you can't uh, imagine i can't imagine your recovery uh i've recovered i <laughs> i got an email from james <laughs> james is helping me james james is my uh james is my go-to guy he's, he's my, my outlet guy. he's, he's my, my guy in cupertino he's my number one <laughs> my number one guy uh so this is ios update 8.1.2 uh and it uh corrects an issue that uh, may have caused ringtones purchased through the iTunes store to be removed from devices when updating to 8.1 or 8.1.1. So it's a minor update, but it is safe. And so there you go. Oh, okay. So all yeah. is good. All is good. All Excellent. is right with the world. Unless you want to watch guardians of the galaxy. Unless and at your house, at my house, you, well, can, you watch can still it, watch it. You can watch it at my house. Still. You can watch the movie. You just can't watch any of the extra stuff. Oh, okay. Well, the yeah. extra extra stuff's kind of cool, man. I know. I okay. know. I'm just saying. I will eventually see it. If I have to drive to Chesapeake, I'll see it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense than buying the movie. Clearly. Clearly. Maybe we should have run that by James first. Yeah. Well, I'll send him an email and see if maybe I should do that. So. Um. Then uh, we got a whole ton of Red Sox news. All right. Let's do it. Okay, um, we haven't talked about Red Sox in a while, so I feel like that's okay. Yeah, we really haven't. I uh, I was discussing the state of uh, the Red Sox with uh, Art the other night, and he was like, "You guys haven't talked about the Red Sox in a while," and I was like, "Well, I got good news for you, buddy." How does it feel to be like a fan of a team who doesn't make any moves, like who doesn't do anything? Mm. Is that do they do those people feel good about it because they're afraid of maybe you know the Carl Crawfords and Adrian Gonzalez's <laughs> of the world? Hey, hey, or, hey, 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 hey! Or are they like, oh shucks, we almost had Lester, <sighs> and and apparently they're also fans of Dukes of Hazard. Um, <laughs> was, are you talking about the Braves? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is this Hazard County, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> uh so i just was like i don't know just there was a flurry of moves and i always i feel like the red sox have been at the heart of it the last few years um, yeah yeah especially in the last both, week both good and bad i i guess you know there is a forever carl crawford uh <laughs> there's a john lester except we didn't get john lester no but your your analogy is correct mm-hmm. um there's a kung, so, there's a kung fu panda <laughs> Um, so, uh, speaking of John Lester, yes, I, I, I don't know if you're up on the news, but he signed with the, uh, Chicago Cubs cover of sports illustrated. Was it really? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Wow. In all his stinking glory with his uh, Cubs hat. He looks like crap in pinstripes. Yeah. Um, so Lester signed with the Cubs for six years, $155 million. That is a lot of money. Yep. Uh, there's a $25 million option for the seventh year and a $10 million buyout, um, of that, the option vests if he pitches 200 innings in 2020 or 400 total in 2019, 2020. Um, there's a $30 million there bonus. Ding, yep. ding, ding. Right there. We have a winner. $30 uh, million dollars securing his family's and his family's families and his family's 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 future. Yes. And not only did he get a $30 million bonus, $20 million of that is directly up front. Boom. Here's a check for $20 million. <laughs> um and wow. ten, the other ten million payable over the course of the contract. Okay. Uh, there is a full and complete no trade clause. They cannot trade him without his permission to mm. any team. That's gonna be uh, pretty awesome. It gives him an average um, salary over the next six years of twenty five point eight million dollars, okay. which puts him ahead of Justin Verlander, and behind only Clayton Kershaw. Mm. So they Ooh, are the, uh, one just won the Cy Young, right? Yeah, so they are the uh, the top three in terms of money. Good for him. Cash no, money. I mean, I can't really blame him. <laughs> like, no. It's... I, if somebody dangled that deal in front of me and my other option was go back where to the team that traded me that's going to offer me uh, $20 million less, I'd say, hello, Chicago. You know, if it, if it was 
I mean, if you're asking me, and I'm not saying you are, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, I'm asking you officially. I don't think – I mean, I think some of it had to do I mean, with the trade, but I really think it's that low ball offer they gave him. Yeah, I think you're right. And he said, this is a guy who came up from the system. This is a guy who battled cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy yep. who helped them win and two World Series, and they're just going to lowball him with a lesson. I mean, they barely gave him more than what they gave uh, Sandoval, who's like a glorified designated hitter. Yeah. They, bar- they bas- barely offered him more than what they gave Sandoval. And when uh, you look at the deal that he did get from the Cubs versus what the the sports writers were saying he was worth, like it was only fractionally more than what a lot of people were saying he's worth. Yeah. Making the do- the Red Sox offer very low in yeah. the eyes of, you know, what he's worth and in the eyes of sports writers. Yeah, what are you going to do? It, it so, would be nice. That's the thing is that now, you know, you think about, you look at it now in hindsight, you think 2020, but we'll talk about these further moves. But if the whole thing was to acquire Cespedes for, Le- you know, for Lester and have Cespedes, well, now you just trade a Cespedes for another pitcher who's not as good as Lester. That is true. Um, Yeah. I mean, like you said, hindsight is 2020. And if you look at it that way, they didn't know at the time they were hoping they'd still get Lester, but it just sucks now that, you know, and you're like, fuck, like it just, now we don't have Cespedes and we don't have Lester. Now you get neither of them. So, so Lester signs with the Cubs. Let's talk about who did come to the, to the Red Sox. Okay. So, uh, from the Diamondbacks, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So out or, from so so out from the ashes of this Lester signing, the yes. Red, it seemed like the Red Sox like just as like, soon as it was over, they were like, <laughs> "Boom, let's drop every you yeah. know as, we're gonna do it know, all right now." As soon as the the head cheerleader decides not to go to the prom with you, that's when you start you know then you make all your B calls. Yeah, you know, you're like, yep. okay, okay, let me call everyone else now that the one that I really wanted to go with can't go. All these girls wearing glasses, they're all on my list. Wow. Um, so, uh, from the Diamondbacks, uh, uh, the Red Sox traded for Wade Miley, left-handed pitcher, uh, and in return, they sent, uh, Robbie De La Rosa, Alan Webster, and Raymel Flores, I don't know who Raymel Flores is, I guess he was a minor leaguer, um, to Arizona for this dude. Uh, if you don't know who he is, then it probably doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Miley, I didn't know much about him, but I was looking at his line, and he's got some some impressive numbers. Uh, over the last three seasons, he's averaged 3.74 ERA, a 2.66 strike per walkout rate, strikeout per walk rate, and seven strikeouts per nine innings. And he's pitched uh, 200 innings per. He's averaged exactly 200 innings per year over those three years. The big thing um, is what? He's a lefty. He's a lefty. He's young. He's healthy. And he's cheap. Yep. 28 and, years old. Yeah. Just turned 28. So, so the only um, the only concern would be, you know, he's put th- put in basically three 200-inning seasons in a row. Is he going to keep that pace up? But there's no real indication that he won't. Um, the other great thing is being, you know, pitching in Fenway. He pitches about fifty percent of his uh, hits are ground balls, so that's really good too. So that's Wade Miley, who I don't know much about, but I know he's young, healthy, and cheap. Then you got works uh, for me. Yeah, exactly. Then you have uh, from the Tigers, Mister uh, Rick Porcello. Yes, right-handed pitcher. Um, last year he put up a three-four-three three ERA. 3.14 strikeouts per walk, um, five strikeouts per nine, well, five, almost six strikeouts per nine, and he pitched 204 innings this past year. And he's even younger. He's even younger. He's another young guy. 25 years old. Love yep. it. So it, it's clear that the Red Sox are tired of putting up, you know, number three, four, five guys night after night, and they go three or four innings, and then they're done. Like, we need guys to get innings. That's what we need. So you got Porcello. Then perennial target of the Red Sox, Justin Masterson, uh, right-handed pitcher. Well, you um, know, target since we traded him away. Well, yeah, yeah. Ever since we traded him away, it's been, hey, can for, we get him back? Can we get him Victor back? Victor Martinez. That worked well. Yeah. Um. Right. So Masterson is weird. He's had a lot of um, shoulder and knee and back issues. 
He's been good in odd numbered years, which is weird. Um, this past year, he put up a 5.88 ERA, but he only pitched 128 innings. Um, but he does have almost 60% ground balls. And if he gets healthy and he works on his mechanics some, he could be pretty good. I think this is definitely a case of the Red Sox buying low. Yeah, This is only one, a one-year contract. One-year deal, prove it, yeah. prove it or lose it. Yeah, exactly. And if, and if he loses it, that would probably be the end for him. But yeah. if he can, you know, put his stuff together and be the Justin Masterson, Masterson of old, then he might revive himself. So we'll see. So great. We've got starters two through five. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's our ace? Um, um, <laughs> I mean, there, there you go, you know. I mean, really, you got you know. Obviously, well, you, know, you have six. You, I mean, you really, you've got five pitchers there, so you have your your two through six starters, right? So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to put one of them in on on a middle relief or something. But you still don't have an ace there. That's, yeah, that they've, was they've talked my, about. That was kind of my point there. No, your point is exactly right. They've they have talked six, about they have six pitchers for the two two through five spots. Yeah, um, yeah. You got to think that if Masterson can't get himself straight, they'll he'll end up in the bullpen. Um. You know, God only knows what's going to happen with Buckholtz. Right. So, but you know, you hear them talking about you know going after Cole Hamels or James Shields. Know, James Shields. That you know all Max, the Max Scherzer. The only issue is you know those are all big money deals. So don't know. CC Sabathia. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I just you know we'll see what shakes out in the next few weeks, but. You know, it remains to be seen whether they're willing to put up the kind of money that it's going to take to get one of those guys, because it is going to take a lot of money right. to get one of those guys. And then the, the or prospects. You know, yeah, a lot of money in, or in prospects. The case of, in the case of Hamels. And the thing, yeah, because they really need to rebuild up there, seriously need to rebuild. Um, the You know, it, you put up a bunch of money for one of these guys, and then the hindsight kicks in, and you think, why don't you just put up that money for, for Lester? But, yeah. That ship has sailed. So sure has. So is my jersey. Yep. So uh, is Indy sleeping on it yet? Uh, no, they do. They do not sleep in the crate anymore. Uh, no. okay. I have a hard time. I don't know. It's gonna sit in the closet for a while. Yeah. I, there's no. It, I may put it in the baby's crib. I don't know. We'll see. I don't feel any animosity towards Lester at all. Yeah. I feel like he. I mean, he's always taken the high road. He hasn't been like, yeah, they screwed me over. He's just been like, eh, it, wasn't, it didn't work out, and I went with these guys. Yeah, you got to do you. So uh, he seems like a pretty classy guy, and he's he's not uh, burning bridges or anything. Yeah. So so, uh, so there's your Red Sox news. Lots of moves. Lots splendid, of, splendid. Yeah, lots of stuff happening in Boston. Uh, you want to talk about TV? Ooh, yeah. Let's just uh, make a turn. Uh, into charming for a second uh and i know everyone that listens to this podcast is gonna be uh very excited to hear our final discussion on sons of anarchy yes because i don't think anyone else watches it but uh well that's what's wrong with them it's very wrong it's it's a lot wrong especially coming from someone who i mean we talked about this at the beginning of the season i was like teetering on being out on the show yeah you were I just it was getting to the point where everyone was dying and there was just the same storylines over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then it got really good. The last like five episodes really started to tie things together. And then you have the last episode with all the feels. Oh, there were so many feels. All good the feels God. in the world and the music. And it's it was so good. And it was how it had to end. And if you haven't watched Sons of Anarchy, it's on Netflix. You need to check it out. Uh, it's a very good show. I thought that the uh, the ending was how it needed to be. I it know was, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, my, one of my biggest pet peeves is getting into a show and really enjoying it, and then when they finally end it, the ending is just, like, crap. Yeah, they're very timid, right? I so they're, they're afraid that. to take a chance and ruin the integrity of whatever the audience has built up about the, right. the just show. Right. Just make it a good ending. Just do it right. And Kurt Sutter really did this right. Like he tied a bow on this yeah. series and it ended the way it had to end. What I think I loved is that he you could tell how much fun he was having just writing more crazy shit for Jax to do and just seeing how long the audience would continue to root for him. 
because it's so oh, hard. Yeah. It's so hard for us not to root for someone, right? Same same uh, premise as Breaking Bad. You know, you root for this guy who has cancer and he's just trying to provide for his family, and then by the end of the movie, he's you know poisoning uh, that kid to get <laughs> yeah. Jesse to do what he wants, and so it's like, wow, like is this? Am I? This was the guy I was rooting for. So it's the same kind of premise applied to Sons of Anarchy that. Jax, who's just on this collision course with death, as it were, and all this stuff and, and anything that's in its path gets knocked over, including the conscience of the freaking show, Wayne Unser. Yeah, that was shocking to me. How do you kill him? How do you do that? How does that happen? He is the one guy that's been by their side through the whole thing. Yeah. And boom. So when that's happened, he's like, okay, there's no way he can live. There's no way that Jax can survive. And I think at that point is when... Most of the people said, okay, I can't root for this guy anymore. I can't do it. I, it was one thing to kill his mom, well, everything that she did, and how bad she was through those seven years and everything you saw, but you can't kill Wayne. You just can't do it. Yeah, I, that was really shocking, and yeah, I, 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 was still, I was still rooting for Jax, but it was out of momentum. Yeah. You know, but, but killing Unser was, like, that was shocking. Yeah, it was tough. So it was, it was tough, and it was tough that it wasn't the last episode. You yeah, know, you, you still to, had you one had more. Sit on that. You had to sit on that for a week. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the ending was right where it needed to be. I think that making him go out on his own terms was pretty epic. Um, I, uh, you know, got a little dusty in the room, and uh, yeah, it was I o- think it was over. Somebody was uh, like chopping onions or something in mm-hmm. in the room I was watching it, and I, I don't really understand what was going on. But ah, doing some cooking at it was, uh, at midnight. It was very strange. <laughs> like somebody was frying onions, and uh, and it was really like dusty and hazy in there. It was really strange. It was a very strange episode to watch. Yeah, it was. It's just funny how those, those the confluence of those things. <laughs> uh, it, it was just a good episode, and it's just sad that that's over. It's just done. You know. It it is sad, but I I have to say I'm so happy that they ended it well. Mm-hmm. It made me and and I think you went back and rewatched the pilot, right? Like I'm super. I did. It's ah, uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of creepy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's kind of creepy how it is. One, you don't recognize anybody. All right. Uh, Tig has super short hair, and uh, Chibs has no gray hair, and really short, <laughs> and and really short hair. Uh, Happy's still bald. Um, but, uh, it's just so weird. And Jax is really young and he hasn't really got that accent down yet. And you can, yeah, kinda, the first season, tell. his accent was a little off. Yeah. It was, you um, could see like he was holding back a little bit cause he didn't want to, he wasn't going too far into it. So he was, mm-hmm. it was just kind of was a little muffled, but, uh, it, it was interesting. The, the interactions between him and clay and, and the foreshadowing of, the being king and everything that's going into this and him moving, trying to move away from the very first episode, wanting to move away from guns and finding the manuscript and all this stuff. And, uh, it was very, very cool to kind of go back and watch the pilot and be like, wow, like that you could see that Sutter had a plan from the beginning. Definitely. Yeah. So that's another one that I think I might go back and rewatch sometime. I want to go back and rewatch, uh, breaking bad mm. and then maybe I'll go back and rewatch sons of anarchy. So, uh, you might need to go back and, and rewatch House of Cards too. Oh God, so good, so good. <laughs> ah. I do need to rewatch it before it. Uh, before, I've been I main, need to rewatch season two. Is what I've I been mainlining, like mainlining. So what are you? What are you up to? So I've watched ten episodes. Jesus, since Sunday night. Wow, that's like that's like staycation style. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, man. When you're on net again, I love the binge aspect of it. I've never actually, true confession, uh, never actually watched a Netflix original series. Oh, you picked Net- a good one to start with on Netflix. So the benefit of no commercials, obviously, mm-hmm. but just the continuity, right? You don't have uh, two minutes of previously on House of Cards because everyone just binge- watched it. Everyone's binge watching it, so you don't need to do that. Yep. Uh so I can just go boom 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 and also I have a pregnant wife who goes to bed at 8:45 at night and <laughs> so I can get I can watch like two episodes. Uh I can watch like one episode when I get home from work and like two more when I you know I get in bed. So Nice. Um yeah, so it is it has been nice. I've watched 10 episodes and it is very very good. So I will golf clap 
um, to my uh, Aircom Pod co-host who had been lobbying <laughs> for me to watch this for some time. Uh, I held out for various sundry reasons, but um, not the least of which uh, the lovely Kate Mara and her mm. impending her impending fate, which I'm no, she's she's fine. She's not fine. looking forward to. I she's see totally the, fine. I she's see the writing on the wall. Three. I see the writing on the wall. <laughs> Stop lying to me. They just Russo just committed suicide, and did you, you know, put that in quotes? Committed suicide. Well, I didn't actually see it, so I'm just inferring from the tone of the episode how it ended. Uh, but that was the last episode I saw when he went into the bathroom just to check on him, and he was like, "Fuck." So I'm assuming he killed himself. Um, I'll find out in episode 11. Yes, you will. Uh, but it is very smart. It's a very smart it show, is, isn't it? It's a very smart show. I like it. Um, it's smart without being too much of a thinking man's show. Like, I don't think you need to know, like, a lot of pop political backstory stuff to really appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I like that as someone who, you know, doesn't sit at home and watch C-SPAN. Uh, you don't watch C-SPAN? C-SPAN's the <laughs> best. Um, but I really, uh, I think it it's, it's very well cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do a good job. I think Kevin Spacey is just whip smart. You see what I did there? I do um, see what you did there. He's the whip. Robin Wright is kind of oh, kind of evil. She is, but god damn, she's so good in this show. Yeah, oh. and and the scene where I know it's probably been a while since you watched it, but uh, where his like original security guard is in the hospital, and then oh yeah, and, and she then, goes in to see him. Uh huh. Oh my god. Oh my Seriously? god. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in on the show. You got me. You sucked mm-hmm. me in. Uh, I'm one of you now, <laughs> one and, of uh, us. and I'm a believer. So I think it uh, it's fun. It's a good time, and I'm glad that I have you know. When's the, the season three's coming out soon? Some point, right? Season three, you would ask me that is coming out. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. February twenty okay. seventh. Oh man, I have to wait that long. I've done almost. <laughs> I've done almost the whole first season in two days, bro. I thought I was coming in January. No, in the Shit. end of February. Sorry, but at least when it comes out, you get all of them dumped on you at one time. That's true. That is nice. I like yeah. that. That I don't have to wait. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll probably I'll get I'll be caught up before uh, the end of the year. That's oh, for, yeah, that's for sure. For sure. I, I don't binge it in that, you know, I don't like when it comes out. I'm not going to like watch all of them that night. But it is nice to be able to watch like two at a time or three at a time. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic show. <laughs> I uh, I'm sorry it took me so long, but I'm glad because now, you know, I needed something to watch anyway with all of our shows either off the air or, or on hiatus till January. So, yeah. So I got to pick that back up, um, and uh, you know, once I get f- once I get caught up on uh, House of Cards, I think that I'm gonna start uh, binge watching uh, Grace Point because because uh, you Good. know cause, okay because I got to get ready for the next season. Mm. Um, no, no, let me stop you right there. Just, oh, okay. Mm. Uh, no second season. What? What? No, 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 no. But mm. but there but it was so good. I mean it. Did everything that Broadchurch did that much better? Isn't that wasn't that quoted on episode on episode seventy one? That was one of your quotes, right? I believe you're mistaken about that. <laughs> okay. I, I might have said that it is a classic space opera. Mm. I got it. It's I gotta, extremely um, rewatchable. Well, let me check Slugline and uh, <laughs> and see. <laughs> nice pull. Uh, no, Grace Point has been officially well. I, you, they say canceled. It's been officially it's not, not coming back, not, not renewed. Com- yeah. yeah, they're like they they asked them not to come back. Please, yeah. please stay. Just please stay there. Yeah, exactly. Please stay there, and we we don't need you back. Um, <laughs> you can take your wardrobe with you. Wow, uh, you, f- you can keep it. Craft food and take whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you can get all the the cheese and crackers you want off of the craft table. Get, get out. Um, the finale only got four million viewers. And uh, Fox has said no, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, Fox, the network that brought you in uh, being human, or what was it? No, it was uh, almost, almost human. human. There you go. Almost Did they human. cancel that? Uh, I think they just they let it like slowly it. die away. Okay. I think they showed like half an episode, then they showed like ten minutes of an episode. And See, I'm they... I'm more upset about that than about Grace Point because that could have been such a it good show. It could have been a really good show if they ever if they cared at all about the the <sighs> the, the original storyline. The actors were really good. Yeah. Oh, 
They just oh. ruined it. Um, so yeah, no grace point. Sorry, bro. Oh well. Uh, you can okay. watch uh, unaired episodes of Selfie. <laughs> and... I heard that. Remember we talked about this. I heard it got better. Yeah, I, I heard it got better too, but nobody mm. watched it because it was so bad in the beginning. Yeah. So you can, you can watch unaired episodes of Selfie and okay. unaired episodes of uh, Manhattan Love Story on Hulu. Mm. Well, Hulu Plus, I believe. Well, luckily the premium stations are still churning out hits. Yeah, uh, they are. And they've been so successful. It looks like, I know we talked about this uh, originally a couple of weeks ago, that HBO was going to be, there's some rumblings of them offering a standalone streamer. Yeah, we got some some more info on that now. It's official. Yes. April 2015, to coincide with the Game of Thrones premiere, Shocker. Boom. Uh, yeah, probably that's, the most that's successful not. show since Sopranos. Um, they're going to launch the streaming service. No indication yet of price. No. But uh, we will keep you posted here and let you know how that uh, unfolds. Yeah, and it looks like um, the, the guy behind HBO Go, the like technology guy, has actually left HBO. James? Uh, his name is James. He's left HBO to work for the iTunes store. Uh, he, uh, but the the guy. That's why he's taking so long to get back to your email. He's like building a platform from the that's ground what up. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, the guy from HBO. I do not remember his name. I don't remember where I read it. But he has left because he's unhappy that the service that that he's helped build, HBO Go, they are not going to use that infrastructure. They're going to use. Um, technology from MLB Advanced Media, which is what they MLB uses to stream their games, they're going to use that to run the new HBO streaming service. So hmm. that's interesting, I guess. Uh, if anything, I, I just I think that this is a uh, this is an interesting precedent that they're setting. It really is. I hope they do it with uh, more premium show premium channels. I think I think you know it's a it's a gateway drug, Nicholas. Once, uh, once one goes through, they all go through. Yeah, exactly. So. And and if this if this does go through and it's reasonably priced, I will definitely be turning off my HBO subscription. Because uh, I never ever watch HBO on my cable box. I only have the subscription so I can watch it on HBO Go. Yeah, but I don't know that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll be cheaper. I'm wondering if you pay like I think what the average HBO subscription is like nineteen ninety nine a month or something like that. Um, uh, I don't that, know what if I. That if you, seems right. So, do you think what they would charge maybe nine ninety nine or I mean, because that's the net. You think about that's you know the Netflix streaming rate is what seven ninety nine or something. Yeah, it's seven ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, so I mean nine ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, something like that. Mm, I guess it's still worth it. Yeah, it would be worth it to me. What are the shows you watch on? You watch Game of Thrones. I watch Game of Thrones. You I watch, watch. You watch Veep. I do watch Veep. Uh, I watch. Uh, uh, I'm planning on rewatching Deadwood. Deadwood. Because uh, okay. I haven't seen that since it was on. Um, uh, the Wire. Which uh, didn't they say they were remastering that? They are. They're remastering it with the consent of uh, I can't remember his name. The the guy that ran it. Uh, they're remastering it in HD, and I believe maybe in widescreen. Yes. I can't remember. Yeah, they exactly. had some they had some shots of what the scene looked like in four three, and then what it was going to look like in sixteen nine, um, and what you met like all this stuff that was addition. Like they had some scene of an amb- this like a bunch of a group of people standing over this ambulance of this dead guy or something, and then they had the four three shot, and then they had the sixteen by nine, and then mm-hmm. it was like you had like twenty other people in the scene. <laughs> it's That's like- awesome. So they're basically uh, so um, are they going back and like using the source? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's they're awesome. going. They're they're going at the source material. That's um, awesome. So, so yeah, I heard yeah. That there was some trepidation about how it was going to affect the storyline, but I think that ultimately they they want to move forward with it. Yeah, that's so. gonna be good. So, uh, so yeah, I watch that. I watch a lot of movies in there. So, like yeah. Escape Plan and Forty Seven mm-hmm. Ronin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Cla- the classics. Yep. Uh, I do watch also. Um, uh, Last week tonight with John Oliver, which right. is really really good. It they're they're off right now until next year, but um, it's a really good show. So and the uh, Stephen Merchant show, yes, um, ladies, hello ladies, hello ladies. Um, they've basically finished that show and they did like an extended episode TV movie style 
uh-huh. thing to finish it up, which I haven't watched yet. I just haven't had a chance. But um, but the show is pretty good, and th- that's the great thing about HBO shows is if you even if it only runs for a season, if you like it and you want to watch it, it's on HBO Go. Just watch it. You so, also need to watch Eastbound and Down. I watched a couple episodes. Oh, not and, your tub cup of tea. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> I don't really understand it. Maybe I need to start over. Uh, I mean, it's what I'll tell you is that season two is is kind of terrible when they're in Mexico, but one is good. And then I, I would just watch like if you don't care about continuity or anything that's going on, which you, I mean, the show is really, you know, not any kind of continuity anyway. I would just watch season three, which is the one where he has he joins the the minor league baseball team, the Mermans <laughs> in, in South Carolina. And Jason Sudeikis is in it. <laughs> I love and, Jason uh, Sudeikis. I would just I would just watch that season because that was probably the the funniest season, um, and then skip everything else. But that that was a very funny season. <laughs> it's a redemption tale. Who doesn't love it? I, yeah, I do love a redemption tale. That's I live for him. <laughs> uh, so uh, we also have some information on a new show coming from uh, Showtime. Yes. Yeah, so we've talked about this. I brought this up uh, a couple episodes ago that this was something that was coming down the pike from the uh, wonderful minds of Cameron Crowe and J.J. Abrams. Yes. Uh, it's a quick tangent. Just had a huge uh, Cameron Crowe binge over the weekend. Don't ask me why. But I, I saw watched... you retweet the uh, the picture of uh, that was, What's-Her-Face. Well, yeah, Zoe Deschanel. That was just random that that got – it was funny because I had just watched Almost Famous the day before, and then he tw- and then he tweeted that – and I had to retweet it. Um, that picture ruined me. God damn. One day you'll be cool. Mm. Um, Those eyes. Yeah. So I watched Almost Famous. I think I was, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I, I will put on Almost Famous. And then I was like, I got to watch more. So I put on Jerry, Jerry Maguire, I think the next day. Yeah. And watched that. You don't like Jerry Maguire? No. Oh, it's good. No. Oh, boo no. on you. Boo no. to you. No. Boo. No. What other camera crow movies do you hate? I don't, I don't know all of its movies very well. Okay. All right. We're going to do a rundown really quick. Oh, Jesus Christ. You? How do you not like Cameron Crowe? I don't not like Cameron Crowe. Like, I'm just... Do you like Almost Famous? I've never seen it. You've never seen Almost Famous? Nope. Who? Dude, Joey Deschanel. I've never seen it. What do you want me to say? I've never Jimmy, seen it. Jimmy Fallon has a cameo in it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I can't... He has, a, gonna... he has a cameo in uh, Band of Brothers, too. Saw oh. that. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you which seen is another Al- show you can watch on HBO Go. I can't believe you haven't seen Almost Famous. I haven't that, seen it. That Sorry. ruins that ruins me. Sorry, uh, you're gonna have to get over it. I, I can't. You're gonna have to. Have you so. seen Say Anything? Uh, yeah, I think I saw that. Is that wow. uh, John Cusack? Wow, I think I saw that. Wow, wow. I I don't even know what to do right now. I don't I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> I can't believe you haven't seen Almost Famous. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's something we shall have to remedy. <laughs> um, I'm sure it so, holds up. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Rhodey's pilot, uh, Luke Wilson was attached from the beginning. Yeah. Um, now, Boobs McGee is in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that just oh, happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could, you, you, you're, you're thinking of her... Uh, Christina you, Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Lovely. Is her, is her actual name. She's lovely. Uh, she is pretty. Um, uh, yeah, she's in it. She's playing... What does it say here? She's playing the tough and ingenious production manager for this hard rock band out on the road. That's how I always think about her naked. Yeah, wow. Um, and Luke Wilson plays the tough tour but manager. hard, tough but hard, tough but hard. Uh, um, and no, not, no nonsense. And also attached to this uh, to this pilot and show, friend oh, yeah. of the show, Imogen Poots. That's right. You you were spooching over her last time. I always spooch over her. What is she? What is Imogen Poots in? Is she a British girl? She is a British girl. She's been yeah. a bunch of stuff. And, how, did I, uh, how did I guess that one? Shocker. And, and, a, and a certain Aaron Paul vehicle that we won't discuss. Oh, right, right. We <laughs> talked about the classic space opera or the classic road road opera, uh, Need yeah. for Speed. Yeah, it's not great. But she was good in it. She did is really that on, well. I wonder, is that on HBO? Probably not. Uh, if it is, I, I would have watched will be at some it. Point. I would have watched it over 47 Ronin for sure. So that's def- <sighs> I can't that's believe definitely... you watched 47 Ronin. 
what I wasn't I should have watched I should have started House of Cards a day early. What do you want me to say? Oh, you know? God. I uh, it was it was 9:30 on a Saturday night. My wife was asleep. I had to find something to watch. So horrible. So it was on, it was free. Uh mm. I like I like samurai shit and uh so I watched it. What's your opinion on Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai? Didn't see it. Really? It's good. Yeah, I have it on the Blu-ray. It's funny, you know, because I like samurai shit, but I have not seen it. It's good. I liked it. You have it on the Blu-ray, but you haven't seen Almost Famous. I have it on the Blu-ray. I have uh, not seen Almost Famous. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get over it, are you? No, I'm really not. That That is like one of my movies. I'm sorry. I, I Now I know why. I think I like quote that movie at least once a month, and that's probably why you don't laugh at my quotes. Yeah, that's probably why, because I don't know that that's what you're doing. Mm. That's too bad. Okay, so moving on. Moving right along. Uh, what do we got to talk about now? Uh, we got some movies to talk about, homie. Oh. Movies. Uh, some movies. And you want to talk about your... Da-da-da. <laughs> Da-da-da. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, yeah, so uh, as you could tell by Brandon's intro there... Um, uh, Bond, <laughs> Bond number 24. Uh, they've announced the name Spectre, which is super exciting. Is that, uh, a, re- is that a remake? Is no, a remake? it's not a remake. But it, Spectre is the name of the, the number one bad guy organization from early Bond days. And do you know what Spectre stands for, sir? Uh, no, I don't. It stands for... Special people, enlightening... Yep. Children... Nope. To... Nope. Running... Yep. I don't know. Uh, running uh, ecstasy. Yep. Uh, no. Uh, Spectre stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Revenge, and Extortion. I bet they've seen Almost Famous. Yeah, I bet they have. Um, so uh, they've announced the name is Spectre, which is super awesome, as I just said, and I've just repeated. Um, <laughs> Daniel Craig, of course, is going to be James Bond. Ah, old blue eyes. Old blue eyes. He's going to be, this is his fourth, I believe, James Bond movie. He's getting up there. Uh, he is getting up there. And uh, But what's really exciting about this announcement is friend of the show, Christoph Waltz, is going to be in this movie. Mm. And they haven't officially, officially said, but they've kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge said he's going to be Ernst Stavro Blofeld, which is super exciting for me. Is he going to be bi-curious like the last villain? Uh, no, I don't think so. And he should probably have all his teeth, too. <laughs> um. No, he's going to play Blofeld, which is really awesome. Um, I don't Dr. know. If, Dr. Evil. It's it's Dr. Evil. Yeah, basically. Like if you if you watch um, You Only Live Twice, uh, uh, the volcano one with uh, Donald Pleasance as the bad guy in this in the Dr. Evil suit, that's Blofeld. And so now Christoph Waltz is going to be Blofeld. And it's super exciting. I'm very excited. So mm. get excited. I'm excited. When is that coming out again? Uh, we don't know. They haven't started filming yet. So Excellent. So, oh, wow. Get excited and then forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Hurry up and wait. Uh, something else you have to hurry up and wait about, but I know you're super excited, is a BBC theme park. I've already bought tickets. Wow. 2020. Boom. Boom. 2020. So, uh, yeah, they announced this theme park. It's super cool. It's going to be outside of London. It's going to be like Universal Studios. Yeah, it, but, but it's, it's going to be run by Paramount, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but they, they licensed, uh, Dr. Who and Top Gear and a couple other things from BBC. And it's going to be like a, like British action adventure, uh, theme park. So, so I have a suggestion for the Sherlock ride. I have some suggestions for rides as well. <laughs> I think that you should just Sherlock, you should have this ride where you're actually going to, you're actually working on a case with Sherlock that Watson gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And then you have to become Watson, and then you're like solving this case with him, and then he like makes fun of you half the time, and you're doing you, know, you have to pick up clues, and you have to deal with his crazy attitude, and but you got to solve this case, and there's only a certain amount of time, and you, because Watson's gonna die, I think that would be really cool. That is much better than the ideas I had. Oh, what were your ideas? <laughs> okay, so I came up with some ideas for for rides for this show for this okay. uh, theme park. Okay. <clears throat> um. Uh. Number one. Uh, Stonehenge the ride. No, nothing. I thought this was like BBC shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. like BBC landmarks. Well, no, like like you know, it's a British like theme park. 
Oh, I thought Stonehenge. It was, I thought it was BBC, like the British Broadcasting Company. No, 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 no. They just licensed some stuff from BBC. Oh, so it's like all British. I don't know. But okay. I thought so Stonehenge like, would make a really shitty ride. So they so can do like Jack the Ripper, the Jack the Ripper, the ride. They could do Jack the Ripper, the ride. That's a little bit more gory. Mm, not a, yeah, but that's the thing. Like maybe you'll solve the case. Maybe you'll be the one person that gets in there. And maybe finds... that's the case you solve with Sherlock Holmes. Boom! There you go. That mm. would be awesome. Synergy. Okay. Uh, my second idea, uh, Mr. Bean's Wild Ride. <laughs> you know, I'm still bitter that. That there's no Mr. Toads anymore. I know. I can't believe they turned it. That that. was such a good ride. Mr. Bean. They turned it into the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah, uh, let's not talk about it anymore. (sighs) Okay. So, Mr. Bean's Wild Ride. I liked Mr. Mr. Bean on HBO. Yeah, Mr. Bean's Wild Ride. And, and, like, you ride through and, like, uh, you knock over three-wheeled cars. Mm. Uh, And then my last idea, and this one you're really going to be excited about. This is, like, more like a thrill ride. Uh, Downton Abbey Extreme Tea Time. Wow. So what what is it like? Is it Extreme Tea Time? Is that like a power hour for tea? Like yep. You... Yep. Mm-hmm. It's you and Maggie Smith, and you just down in tea by the gallon. Well, no, I, so I think what you would do with Downton Abbey, I think the thing is you'd make a Downton Abbey, like, restaurant, and so then you'd go and you'd have, like... No, I'm thinking Extreme Thrill Ride. <laughs> with Maggie Smith. <laughs> with Maggie Smith, yes. Okay. You and the Dowager Countess. I don't want. I don't want to crush your dreams. Is that show still on? Because I haven't. Yes, heard it's you, still I don't on. Hear you talk about that at all? Well, we don't. We don't. We the, we don't get it until like January. So like, the BBC in Britain gets it in like November, and we get it in January on PBS. It has to go through our filters. Yeah, it's got to get through our filters. <laughs> Oh There's gosh. lots of filters. Okay, let's get to some uh, some better movie news here. Uh, stretching my back out. Okay, so uh, you've heard of this dude, Chris Pratt. Uh, I mean, he's come out once or twice. He's he's lighting shit on fire is what he's doing. He's Superman right now. <laughs> so he is in talks to join a remake of classic Western film, The Magnificent Seven. Which is super cool. I don't know if you've seen the original. I've actually not seen all of the original. I've just seen parts of it. But it's like Yul Brenner and a bunch of these old guys. And um, there's these seven gunmen. And they uh, come together to protect this small town. And it's a remake of the Japanese uh, film Seven Samurai by uh, Kurosawa. But anyway, uh, Chris Pratt is Kurosawa, I make mad films. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, Chris Pratt is in talks to join the cast in a remake of this remake, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see Chris Pratt in a Western soon. Hmm. What doesn't he do? He He's he's very versatile. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Chris Pratt in a, in a non-sexual way. Mm, sure. Like you do. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in on Magnificent Seven. Yeah. We haven't he, had... When was the last time there was, like, a decent Western in the theater? A decent Western in the theater, um, Django Unchained. Ah, oh, good point. Yeah. Um, so I will almost definitely, without a doubt, see that with art. And it would be really super cool if we could do some sort of uh, Aircon Pod Western viewing. Ooh, that, that would be, be nice. interesting. I would enjoy that. Yeah. So I think we ought to think about doing that. You and me and art. Yeah. <laughs> And no one else in the theater. We're going Just to 10, the three of us. We're 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. We're going to rent out a theater. There you go. So, um, and then uh, finally, uh, rounding out the old news uh, and agenda, since we don't really have anything else, uh, we got a new trailer for Terminator Genesis, hmm. which is spelled weird. Uh, can I have, can we have truth, truth time? Yeah. I have not seen it. You haven't seen the trailer? Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. It's I, I mean, I, it's a trailer. I'm not. I can't get excited. I don't know. Maybe you can get me excited about this. I can one, try. One, I, I don't like. I don't like brunette Daenerys, and I know you're gonna fight me on that. But that's just it's just not my cup of we're tea. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. There. Outside of that, what's what's my what's your in on the sh- why why would I watch okay. this movie? Okay. 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 So Terminator Genesis. You got Amelia Clark. Uh, as a brunette, she's really a brunette, dude. She's not a white-haired dragon mother. Stop it! Stop with your lies. Uh, she's playing Sarah Connor. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a robot, believe it or not. Uh, Matt Smith, who was uh, Doctor Who number 11, is in it. We don't know what role he's playing, but he's in it. That's super cool. I know you're excited about that, seeing the Doctor in this. Wait, wait, who? Matt Smith, Doctor yeah. Who number 11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. And wow. then, okay, this one's going to seal the deal for you. Kyle Reese is played by Jai Courtney. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> game set and match. I'm so not watching that movie. I'm not even watching the trailer. I hate Jai Courtney. I can't stand Jai Courtney. His name is Jai Courtney. Ooh. I'll, if, if, Court, if Courtney Jai was in it, I would go see it. I think she's pretty good. Courtney Jai. I'm yeah. all over. I'm all over it if Courtney Jai's in it. But not Jai Courtney. Hey, you got to go see this movie. Courtney Jai's in it. Oh, yeah. Okay, what? So sweet. Man, Courtney Jai is just killing it right now. She is in everything. Oh, wait. Sorry. That's Jai Courtney. Oh, yeah. Mm, nope. I got to go. Yeah. Um, I mean. I got to see about a guy. I'm definitely not going to go see this in the theater, but I'm interested to see Amelia Clark in something other than Game of Thrones. So so. It could go one of two ways, bro. It could be good or it could be really bad. She, I love her to death. It can't be bad. Not with they, her name. I mean, it it could be, man. They could be writing for her very well on that show, and then she could get into something else, and you're like, ooh. I don't care. I don't care. You don't Although know what you're doing. Although one thing that may temper my excitement for seeing her in it is she does use an American accent. And so that's that takes her from like an 11 to a 9. So, um... So there you go. That's all I got wrapped up in a bow. Do you have any uh, time for the holidays? Just in time for the holidays. So uh, you've got a pick or or some picks. I have two Um, picks. Okay, so I'm holding up a two in case you can see it. In anticipation of your nerd picks to rule them all. Mm -hmm. I I did not come to the table with a pick. Oh, well, then people are going to have to take my pick. Well, they're your picks, plural. Picks. People, people so why don't, you, to... why don't you share your plural picks? Okay. Oh, man. this you're Get excited, bro. And you're going to know what sort of nerdiness we're dealing with when I preface this by saying I've not actually ever played Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. But my pick is two different podcasts that are recordings of people playing Dungeons & Dragons. What? <laughs> So it's a podcast about people playing a game that you can't see because you're listening to it on a podcast. It's not about them playing a game. It is them playing the game. So they're <laughs> they're narrating themselves playing the they're, game? They're playing the game and what? just record it, and then that's the podcast. Did you tweet something about this? I feel like I, <laughs> I heard something about this. Yeah, I don't remember if I did or not. But okay, so the first one is called the Adventure Zone. Okay, okay, and you you like my brother, my brother and me, correct? Yeah, it's from time to time. Yeah, so uh, Justin, Travis, and Griffin from My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is one of my favorite all time podcasts. I love it to death. The Adventure Zone is the three of them and their dad Clint, their version of Art, uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they record it, and it becomes a podcast. It's hilarious because. It's the three of them for one thing, and they're really funny. But then, like, they don't they screw up like how they're playing, and stuff. it's just it's really funny. What if you what if you are a Dungeons and Dragons noob? Uh, well, I am because I've never played before. I'm just listening lies. To, I've never played before. I have played Dungeons and Dragons the exact same number of times that I've seen Almost Famous. Oh my god! Yeah. So one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so. So the, the, the four of them, they play Dungeons and Dragons. They record it. It's really funny. Um, but no, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before. But like, it's just like a fun story because it's like they're telling the story of like this adventure. And that just has dice in it. It's really good. <laughs> it's a story of adventure and love. And, and dice. Wow. Um, the other one, the second one, is another Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Total Party Kill. And this one is a bunch of people from the podcast, The Incomparable, which is like all about geeky stuff, nerd stuff. Um, And I don't listen to that 
every week because they talk about a lot of stuff I'm not interested in. But Total Party Kill. Don't listen to that every week. God. No, I don't. God, Napoleon. Total Party Kill is really good. Um, It's them playing Dungeons and Dragons. They're up to 40 episodes of this. And it's really good. And this one, you can also, if you go to the, I'll put a link in the show notes, you can go on YouTube and you can actually watch a video of them playing Dungeons and Dragons. You sound really excited. Yeah, I can't. That was me not being able to contain my excitement. I literally had to press the mute button because I was jumping up and down so much. It was shaking the recording equipment it was like you could you were clipping out the audio because you were yelling so loud well it's just you get to the point where you know you've you've lived your life this long and then you hear something and then it just you know it it just completely changes and said i was living but now i'm really living yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's there there was a part of me i thought i i thought i was doing okay i thought i was happy but But now I i was really missing something and that something was a podcast about people playing Dungeons and Dragons. What yes. the actual fuck? No, bro. two different podcasts about people playing Dungeons. It's not about them playing. It's actually them playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's just a recording of them playing Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. <laughs> I like I said, I've never played before, but it's actually really entertaining to listen to these. I don't know what it would be like Stop. to listen to like regular nerds play, Stop. but like listening to these people play, it's really entertaining. Oh my god. So this is what I do instead of watching Almost Famous. Okay, so we well, it's on Netflix. Put it on your list. Is please. it? Well, I'll yes. probably watch it then. That's how I watched it. I All watched right. it. I watched it on Netflix. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Put it on your queue. You like music. You'll like it. <sighs> My you'll internet's like being slow. You'll you'll like it. You'll like Almost Famous. Uh I one one episode. I want to record us playing the game of life. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, we're gonna need to do that. Almost famous. Famous. There you go. There's a sequel. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. Don't watch that. There is. There is a sequel. Don't put that on your list. I'm looking it up. Almost famous. Stop. Stop it. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop this is it. gonna be good. Almost famous. Stop. Don't do it. Famous 2. No, there is not a sequel. Stop. They're almost famous 2. I'm pulling it up. Hold on. Oh, my God. Almost famous 2. Wait, this this is not a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the first sentence is, get ready for some exciting action with this cutting-edge motorcycle stunt program. <laughs> yep. There you go. Starring Warren James with a Z and Jay Beats. Yeah, put that on your list. That is not a sequel. Yeah, don't make sure you don't don't watch it before. Spoiler alert. You know. <laughs> Am I gonna understand Almost Famous too if I haven't seen Almost Famous? Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. You know why this is you know why you will like Almost Famous? Why is that? Two words. Other than Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, other than Zoe Deschanel. Anna Paquin. Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I guess that's Eric three Stone words. Street's in this? So that's that's three words. He has a very small part. Very yeah. small part. I Philip love Eric C- Stone Street. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip that's, Seymour Hoffman. I'm not familiar with his work. That's why you will like this movie. This came out in 2000. Jesus. It's a true story. It's the true. I see. That's why I never heard of it. So it's the true story of Cameron Crowe. Like it's how he when he was a kid, he was this he was this kid that got hooked up with the band. So they make up this fictional band in the movie. But when Cameron Crowe was a kid, he started working for Rolling Stone magazine Mm -hmm. and he went on tour with the Allman Brothers and he did oh all this. God. He did all this back back scene stuff, blah blah blah, backstage, and and got all these interviews and everything. And then he, when that he was kind of coming into it at the end of you know rock in the seventies, um, eighties, I guess. Uh, and then he went moved to Seattle, and that's how he found the grunge sound. And he was, I mean, he's one of the big proponents of Pearl Jam, and early, early. Uh, on board with Pearl Jam. He directed that Pearl Jam 20 documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's really big into the Seattle sound as well, but got a start in, in LA um, with that, with that rock scene, um, you know, Zeppelin and, and all of them. And uh, so they make up a band and uh, he follows his band. And it's just a very cool story. Um, so I think you'll like it. Philip Seymour Hoffman is excellent in it. And uh, it's just a, it's just a fun movie. So, okay. So, Take my word for it, bro. It looks like a good cast. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Faruza Balk. 
Mm. Told you. See? Watch it. It, it still holds up. Mm-mm-mm. Still holds up. Okay. I mean, it's highly rated. Uh, uh, Netflix says that I will give it four and a half stars. Kate Hudson's in it, too. I like Kate Hudson. Yeah, she's good in it. And yeah, Anna Paquin, as you mentioned. Yeah, she's yeah. in it. Um, who else is in it? Oh, uh, uh, what's her face from Fargo? Frances McDormand. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's very good in it. And cool. bi- and, and the, the Blue Balls guy from Watchmen. Uh... Billy Crudup. Oh, Billy Crudup, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Manhattan. Uh, Mr. Manhattan, yeah. <laughs> that movie was terrible. Yes, it was. Uh, comic was good. $10 wasted. Mm. I like to have that money back. Um, and, and my time. That would be great, too. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, that was pick number one was, or that was that two picks? Was your two picks, two podcasts about my Dungeons two and picks Dragons? were two Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Oh, my God. This is what this is what this has come to. Next week we're going to be live live broadcasting you and I playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh man. I've never played it. Like I, I don't I I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but it's entertaining to listen to these particular people play it. Did you play board games when you were a kid? Board games? Yeah, did you play games when you were a kid? Yeah, but nothing like Dungeons and Dragons or anything. Magic the Gathering? I've never never played Magic <laughs> the Gathering. I More don't than- understand. I've never played Magic the Gathering more than once on a Friday I, night. I've never I don't high understand school. it. Like it's cards, right? I don't I guess I don't, I don't get it. Like people played it when I was in high school and I was like, "What? what? I don't understand. It's just cards." <laughs> what is what is gathering about it? It's just cards. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is the gathering what you're doing or why do they call it the gathering? <laughs> why do they call it a gathering if nobody like, cool uh, shows up? It's like Highlander, you know? It's they're bringing everybody together. That's it. There can be only one magic together. Uh, Tom Cruise for the win. Wow. So you should watch Last Samurai. It's really good. Okay, is that available on Netflix? I can or look HBO. It up. Probably not. I will I find a way. If you watch Almost Famous, I'll find a way. Look, I need to give you the Barry Lyndon Blu-ray anyway. Yeah, that's true. So. I do need to watch Barry Lyndon. I do need to watch Barry Lyndon. Yeah, I will watch it. Do. It's not for a lack of trying. It is not on Netflix streaming. Mm. I, I think I want it. Isn't uh, is Ken Watanabe in Last Samurai? I believe so. Yeah, I think I think he is. I like him. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. I celebrate. I celebrate his entire catalog. But uh, what's his face? Um, oh, who am I trying to think of? Uh, Long Duck Dong. He is. He's not in it. Oh no, he is not. But he is in Forty Seven Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I was like, "Who is this?" He, he plays. Uh, he's like the head of this this co- this uh, stage company that's coming to perform at the wedding, and what? so they they like overtake him. They like you try to get you know the. Did they even try to use any of the original Forty Seven Ronin story? I don't know. I haven't seen the story, so I don't know. But so what they were tr- what they were doing was, I guess they were coming. The stage company was coming to perform at the wedding of the the guy and and the 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 girl. I don't mm-hmm. know of Akko or whatever, and uh, the forty-seven Ronin like infiltrated the stage company to gain access to the town, and then started taking everyone out. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird. Like then there was this like weird second storyline of like what who Keanu Reeves was, and he <laughs> was this like he was this like magic kid or something that was a, an orphan. He was a half breed cause he was half For English, God half sake. Japanese. And so he was taken in by these like sorcerer dudes. And it just so happened that they also made these like really ridiculous swords so that when the 47 Ronin like lost all their swords, they went and they were able to get the swords from these crazy like bird looking guys in the, te- uh, in the Tengu forest. And it was just really bad. Oh my God. It was really bad, bro. I feel the way you felt when I was talking about Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> it just hurts my head. <laughs> it was so bad. It makes me want to. I mean, I I liked the story, like what I what I could glean from it, like pull away all the crap, like Keanu Reeves talking and <laughs> and uh, just irreverent special effects. And I was like, oh, oh, let me pull all that to the side. And oh, there it is. There's the little you know, growing flower of a story that wants to come out. Uh, but, but it, you know, it just gets suffocated and, and just smothered down and beaten by the talking of 
the Keanu <laughs> and the special effects and the fact that all these people are in Japan and they they speak English and it's just it's I mean just, is there is he like supposed to be Japanese? He's apparently so he, the story is that Keanu he's he's the son of an English sailor and a Japanese woman and he was like an outcast because he's he's a he was a half breed so like apparently all these outcasts <laughs> Go or these I don't think that's and... the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> <laughs> what Afri? Yeah. That's the story. That, that's the that's what they used in the film. I'm trying to be oh. film accurate. Okay. <laughs> it's not my opinion. It's not the opinion of at ear compied. No, it is. It's not. the opinion of 47 Ronin. Yeah. Um. So they go. All these outcasts uh, go and, and live with these fucking bird dudes in the Tengu <laughs> forest, and they learn all these crazy things, like being able to like literally like morph time and go from one place to the other like little ribbon flag thingies it looks really weird um and uh so apparently in the beginning of the movie he's like running away from these people uh-huh. and the akko people find him but they want to kill him the samurai wants to kill him but the the master guy's like no don't kill him so they keep him <laughs> i guess they keep him i guess as a pet I don't know, but they make him like they make him sleep outside and, you know, they won't let him in on any of the stuff and samurai hate him and all this stuff. But he apparently he still grows up to be like some badass warrior. Mm -hmm. So just like the comic book. Jesus. Oh, my God. They're ruining the story. Apparently they lost like more money than almost any movie in history or something like that. Wow. Um, Good for them. They yeah they lost hundreds of millions of dollars. I think they lost more than uh, than John Carter from Mars. I heard that lost a lot of money. Yeah, that's too bad. It was a good flick. You say that? It, I mean, it's not. I would should I should I should retract that. It's not. I mean, it's not bad. It's <laughs> it's decent. You know, uh, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Olivia Munn. Ooh, I like Olivia Munn. Dominic West. I like Dominant West. It's uh, it's an entertaining story. It's not Oscar worthy or even Oscar domination worthy, but uh, it's it's a fun flick. Um, you know, in the uh, the old H.G. Wells universe. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, but watch Almost Famous, and there you go. And that, that's right. what that's what you should do. And um, and listen to Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yes, do that. And don't I watch mean, and don't watch Forty Seven Ronin. I mean, you, you seriously, if you like are looking to be like highly entertained, it's probably not for you, but it's entertaining to me. So I it's like little it. things. It's the little things, Nicholas. Yep. I like it. Well, that's the end of our show. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back. Um, yes. And, we'll be, and when we're back, hopefully we can talk about things like Barry Lyndon and Almost Famous in its totality. And The Last Samurai. And The Last Samurai. Yeah, I will watch that. I will definitely watch it that. It is good. Yep. I will definitely watch The Last Samurai. Um, is he is he Japanese? Or is he, no, he's, he's American. Is he a soldier? Yes. And he becomes a, he becomes a samurai? Yes. And he falls in love with a Japanese girl? Mm, I think so. It's God. been a while since I've seen it. I think I, I think I wrote that movie. I think you did. Wow. Do you have a screenwriting credit on that? I should. I need to get a royalty check. Yeah, you do. Uh... You know, I learned at an early age that you should never rub another man's rhubarb. But uh, but they are continuing to do that with me with the Screenwriters Guild. <laughs> never rub uh-huh. a man, another man. No, bam, 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 bam. Wow. Wow. Ruin that one, Nicholas. That was horrible. Cutting that right out. <laughs> no, I like it. It's uh, It humanizes you. It sure does. <laughs> oh, that's our show. And uh, we enjoyed it immensely. We hope you did as well. We'll be back very soon. For Nicholas, this is Brandon. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Bye.